0: I'm going to talk to you about a friend of mine who did a miraculous thing. I'm going to talk to you about how to improve yourself in a way that you don't even know. Subconsciously, a little trickery, a little tomfoolery, a little Tom trickery. I'm also going to talk to you about how hot it is in my house right now because it's very hot. It's 93, it's 93 degrees, and I slurred that because I'm melting like Frosty the Snowman in Frosty the Snowman. Or was that Rudolph? No, there was a Frosty the Snowman. Bumbles, Bounce! No, but that was that was Rudolph, you idiot. See, I'm having to think about ice men and women, ice women, to keep myself from thinking about how hot it is. This episode is chock full of words and uh, blurs as well. It is episode... Ap- ay, ap- <laughs> ay, 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 ay. Come for the slurred words. Stay for the emotional and personal business philosophy. It is episode 93 of Psychotherapy, and I am your host, Jet Dunlap now due to the fact that it's very hot right now who would have guessed it july in the san fernando valley i'm going to go i'm going to go go ahead and get right into the show so without further ado this is psycho okay the show's starting nothing just here it is jingle jingle song song go ahead Getting trapped on a feeling. Oh, what a feeling. I'm dancing on the ceiling. I've never done that. There's a thing at Universal, though, back in the day when you could, uh, had like that Hitchcock exhibit. I don't know if it's there anymore. Probably is. Where they showed how they did Virgo and you could dance on like the wall. Well, I guess you didn't have to dance. I'm just a big dancer, as you know. So. I remember when I was a lad because I was Scottish when I was a kid. So that's why I always say I'm a lad or call my wife my Bonnie Lass because uh, I am from the Great Isles of Scotland and Ireland, even though Scotland's not an island. Don't worry about it, guys. Let's not get technical here. Let's not get lost in the weeds. Get hung up on minutia. So there I was at Universal Studios some years ago, and they had this Hitchcock area where he had built a set, what would normally be on the ground, was in the sky. So he could make these fantastical images, even though they didn't exist. Yeah, Jet, because there wasn't a way to turn off gravity, pretty obviously. So, like Lionel Richie's song, Dancing on the Ceiling, I like to call him Lionel because it's like that train company, Lionel. Uh, Like Lionel Richie's song, Dancing on the Ceiling, If you are universal when you heard this near an exhibit that may or may not exist in the back lot at that Hitchcock exhibit, you could dance on the ceiling, which is really the point of this entire episode, right? Okay. Last episode was about transparency and clarity, and I liked it. I'm looking out a window right now that's not clear because my dog, when left home, which is very rare, but don't worry, she's air-conditioned and pampered to a degree that's just insane. You wish... You Had My Dog's Life, she has what we call beaked, because we call her beaks, because she has a beak, <laughs> not like a bird, but it's what we call her, she has beaked the window with her muzzle and left quite an imprint that I do need to clean, and I'm reminded of that because of my episode's topic of transparency and clarity. Many years ago, in a galaxy that is this one, on a world that is this one, in an area that is this, with me, because this is my story. I was doing a job that required recruiting on a regular basis. It was a sales job. And I had a great team that went out there and sold products, but also recruited people. And we were doing very well. This is back when I was in my ambition monster years, as you remember. I've referred to in the past. I don't remember what year it was, but it's been over a decade. A gentleman who I recruited into this company recruited a gentleman who recorded who recorded gentlemen gentleman on tape dancing, back to dancing, who recruited another gentleman. This gentleman's name was, let's say, Kyle. Kyle was at a restaurant in the great city of Valencia, California. If Valencia would like to sponsor me for any reason, I'd love to do the show there and talk about the great qualities of your city. I don't like Magic Mountain, but that's okay. We can get over that. Kyle was in Valencia, and he was having lunch. And he met a woman by the name of Michelle. Michelle was a waitress. I can't remember if he was hitting on her or trying to recruit her for the business. I know that at the time we were looking to diversify our sales team. And so he recruited her into the business. And I think he went on a date with her. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. At some point, he needed me to help convince her of the merits and her ability to make money in this business, which was the idea. So he got me on the phone with Michelle. She was new to the great state of California in the great city of Valencia. And she came from an awful place called Florida. I'm just basing that on what I've seen, TV and historical documents and information. Sorry, Florida. You knew you were going to get slammed at some point. I hear Disney World is very nice, but I'm not going to go there right now. Because the pandemic, it's not that I don't want to. If you want to sponsor me, however, Disney World, I am open to that idea. Disney as well. Okay. In that case, I love Florida. So she was from Florida and she moved here to, I think she did graphic design. And Kyle thought she'd be a good fit for our organization. I got on the phone with her, explained to her who I was and what we did. And then over a little while, I think Kyle became less interested in, A, helping her succeed in the business and probably romantically simultaneously. But again, don't quote me on this. I don't know. I took a great interest in Michelle. She has a unique way of being honest when she shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, I just I, I have such a fondness for this girl, and she would just say what was on her mind if it wasn't Feminine, if it wasn't appropriate, she's not inappropriate, but she'll say something that is just what she's thinking at the moment. And I do this on the show specifically, but I can refine it. You're going to get her every time. And I adore this in people getting that filterless, even if it's someone that I don't agree with, I love it. Even if it's someone who's crazy, not in the case of Michelle, I enjoy it because wow, what a treat. In America, we are programmed to lie constantly. How do you feel? Good. You'd have been shot in the foot coming out of the ER with a special variety of coronavirus that, I don't know, makes you have a witch's face. I was going to say hat, but it doesn't make any sense. you a witch's face, you idiot, but you would say, I feel good, I'm fine. That's just us. If someone probes deeper, you're going to lie, 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 just to cut the conversation short, and because we're told to always present yourself in a positive manner, even if it's not the truth. My friends who've gone to Europe say if you go to Russia and you say, hey, how you doing, Vlad? They go, I am not so good right now, to be honest. My sister is no good. She's been borrowing money. My car is out of petrol and my children are useless. So that's how you get it there. I don't know if that's better. What I'm saying is, especially in California, but most of all, the great city of Los Angeles, the phoniest place on Earth. La La Land, okay? Having a person like Michelle in your life is fantastic because she gives it to you real. So I kind of formed a friendship with her and we started talking regularly and she would give me a lot more credit for helping her out when she moved to this town. And that's a little weird to say when she's not around. But over the years, we became friends. And when she'd have a problem with anything, whether it was business or not, I'd answer the phone for her. I remember one time... She was calling me, I think it was probably 10 years ago, and I was out in Camarillo, a fine city, okay? And I was on my motorcycle, and I had driven a little bit, but for Michelle and Michelle only, uh, you know, and a couple other people. <laughs> That's all hyperbole. I'm from L.A., I lie. But I got off my motorcycle and talked to her for a great long time. That's how people to say things, right? A great long time. And uh, it was because she's such a quality person. We became closer and closer. We traveled to different states together, her, myself, and Gina, and uh, went to business meetings, had been friends for a very long time through a lot of different things. She was on the early episodes of this show, and hopefully she's listening right now, Michelle. You better be because this episode is about you. And those episodes weren't great because I had audio issues If you've ever done a podcast trying to get multiple mics into a laptop, is difficult. Then they say, buy a splitter. That's difficult. Then go analog. It doesn't work. Basically, just like any story, whether you're a huge corporate mogul or someone who's just trying to figure out how to get their phone to work when it needs to, everything that could go wrong did go wrong. I'm going to call that Jet's Razor as opposed to Occam's Razor. Or what is that? Murphy's Law? Whatever. Murphy's Law. Yeah, the other one is what can go wrong or what... No, uh, the most obvious thing is the first thing, whatever it is, guys, that's not the point of this story. Horrible audio issues, and it just didn't work out the way I wanted it to. It deserved to be a lot better. But she talked about how she was getting sober. Now, she publicly has talked about this recently. When she started to get sober, she was strong enough to have me help her. And it was not easy, as it usually isn't for a lot of people. And knowing the road myself, journeying down it multiple times and helping many folks get through there, it was my pleasure to help her. And again, I was so proud of the fact that she was able to do that. And I always worry about the word pride because to me, pride means that I have some kind of sense of involvement in who she is. Like if you're proud of your child, it's because you raised that kid. That's not the case, Michelle. I was I was happy and I was I shouldn't have personal pride. I take issue with certain words, but I was very happy for her and impressed by her to be able to confide in me with something that is that difficult. The whole point is, over the year, we kept in touch. She went through some very difficult things in her own personal life, including the fact that there's this pandemic. She had many opportunities to relapse. She had so many reasons to fall back on a crutch that worked for her, and she didn't. And she's been sober a year now. That was tremendous to find out when she texted me the other day saying that she had been sober a year. It pleased me so much to know that in some small part, I could be of direct help with someone in their journey to self-improvement. That was just a story I wanted to share with you because I'm so happy for her. And I would encourage you yourself, if you're struggling with something and you need help, to reach out to someone you know who has walked that path. And if you're someone who knows me, then reach out to someone else (laughs) or reach out to me, whatever you have to do, if I'm available. You know, I'm doing hypnotherapy now with folks and that's been amazing. I got to work with a client recently who was just coming up with every objection as to why they could not move forward in this new plan in their life. And I moved out of the way of their conscious objections and got them to a place of receptance where... I could speak more directly to their subconscious. And that is not what you guys think. It's not what most people would think. It's not watching a pocket watch go back and forth, which is what I used to say to my hypnotherapist, who I actually went to for a long time, and she was great, which is what convinced me of the validity of this practice. I was skeptical just like anyone else. I'm very sarcastic, so I have a tendency not to take things seriously. Anyway, I always used to ask her where her pocket watch was and when she was going to use her pocket watch on me. She never did. Basically, it was closing your eyes or getting into a state of relaxation, just like you would if you meditated. And in my case, stripping away the layers of your ego to be able to speak to a part of you that is willing to receive that information. And that's what I do with clients. So in the case of this person, once I started speaking to them in a place that they were receptive, let's call it their unconscious mind, the movement and the scale of improvement that we were able to accomplish in such a short period of time was so rewarding. I went to talk therapy for over 10 years, and one of the issues or situations with talk therapy, same situations, that's a professional way of not calling it an issue without judgment, one of the situations in talk therapy is that, first off, financially, there is an interest in you being there forever, psychiatry the same way. I always thought of therapy as being something that you have forever, because when are you just done with problems? With hypnotherapy, my desire is to get you to stop reliving that issue. So let's say you came in and some traumatic event that occurred in your childhood is showing up in all parts of your life, in your relationship, in your work, in your eating, in your drinking, everywhere, because this is not uncommon. Well, do you think it would be beneficial for you to speak twice a week about this same issue over and over and over and over and over again? Perpetuating it? Self-actualizing it every single week? Bringing more light to that same situation every single week? Or would you prefer to do what I've ended up doing for myself, which I talked about in the last episode, where I keep talking about getting over depression? And gosh, it really was the hypnotherapy courses I've been going to that showed me this, (laughs) and the funny thing was it was so subconscious I didn't even realize that's what fed me to believe this. God, what a dodo bird. But on the other hand, what a testament to how even taking these classes can help you. I was able to realize that I would rather interrupt depression than talk to you about it every week. And I even said since episode 50 that I was no longer going to deem myself as a person who is depressed and dyslexic. That would not be my identity. My age isn't my social status, all that stuff not who I am, who I am is much more complex. So not identifying with that in a verbal way was a part of that hypnosis, just getting your brain to understand that that's not reality. The law of attraction, that's hypnosis. That's getting your brain to understand on a fundamental level that you are different than your current situation, right? Because if you are poor, you're a liar, a cheat, and you don't wanna be that, you have to start acting the way you want to be. That's self-actualization, right? That is subconsciously anchoring new behaviors to create a new person. I recommend you change your hair, change your clothing style, do something to interrupt this pattern if it's physical. Heard on the last episode as well that I put this little framed image that says 5,000 push-ups, 100 miles outside, and X amount of podcasts plus finishing the script. Now, it's very hot. Again, another day of extreme heat. I had to turn off the air conditioning to talk to you guys. Very hot. There's an excuse not to do the show. It's too hot. I can't do it. So I'd get rid of one of those goals. Today, how am I going to run? Yesterday, I ran 10 miles. My ankle hurts a little bit. I could come up with excuses, but I don't because I have it written down and I have to be accountable. Plus, when I wrote it down, my wife saw it. And I have competitions with people. But let's say it was just my wife. Here's something interesting because you're thinking to yourself right now. Well, my wife's not going to hold me accountable. My husband's not going to hold me accountable. She doesn't care. I told Gina yesterday that I had a personal record on my 10-mile run, which actually wasn't a personal record, as you heard earlier, but it was close to it. 8 mile, 8.38-minute mile at 10 miles in 95-degree weather carrying a water backpack. So after running every single day, not bad. She didn't care. She didn't listen. She was busy doing very important stuff, so it wasn't her fault. It's not like she doesn't care about me, but she was distracted. So I was not relying on her to support my plan to get me to do it. That's powerful. It doesn't have to be your spouse who changes for you to change. Would it help? Sure. Can you do it in spite of them? Absolutely. If you must do it, just do it. But the point of that was that, like my hypnosis, like how Michelle did this thing, you may have been a thing your whole life, but that doesn't mean you're going to be a tomorrow and you can choose to do it through little steps like putting a poster up on the wall or putting in a little post-it. I think that the more obvious I frame this and put it under the TV, So when I'm watching TV, you know what's funny? When I was watching TV today in the morning, uh, not TV really, but streaming, I'm watching a show right now that'll help me with my screenplay, but maybe I'm watching a little more than I need to. I'm seeing that. Now what happened was not doing push-ups and not running. I saw that and I further cleaned out my room. There's a closet near my bed that needed a lot of cleaning out. It's really a cupboard. We don't have any closets here. It's a a car house, but I cleaned it out. Took me hours. But I did it because I see this reminder that says, hey, Jet, do something. It's in my own print, too, which kind of helps for guys like me who are a little bit of a rebel. I don't like being told what to do, but I can be told what to do by myself. And that was motivating. A topic that I go into quite often. Motivation. And you know that begets more and more and more. So to end this episode, I do want to remind you that you can affect your own subconscious. I am now taking clients. So if you're looking to work on yourself on a personal level with achievement and you haven't finding any success in the means that you've been trying to do, then that is something I could assist with. You know how to get in touch with me, Jet Dunlap on any of the social media platforms, or just reach out to me through the show on my website, jetdunlap.com. That is my first plug for me. But since you know I have no sponsor, that's the only way you can actually do these kind of things. Secondarily, Big congratulations from me and everyone in the audience to Michelle and her incredible accomplishment. It's another thing they talk about in the Law of Attraction. You must root for other people. I'm rooting for you, and you hear that every week. That's no lie. Every person who listens to this show, I'm rooting for. In, you know, improvement. If you're a horrible person, I can't do that. But I want you to achieve. I want you to feel better. I want you to be happy. I want you to live a more rich, fulfilling life with successes that you didn't see previously. That's my goal. So, in the new effort of not muddying things up with all my words, I will say I am out of words. I'm Jed Thunlap for Psychotherapy. This is episode 93. Thank you so much for listening. (laughs)